I'm Lana Turner. You're listening to the Perfect Ten Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so lucky today to have my favorite people in studio. <laughs> people. Okay, I'm so happy to see you with your clothes on. Can I just say that, Kevin? Thank you. Um, Kevin LaHaye. <laughs> Most people are happier to see me with, with my clothes, clothes on. With your clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron on the board. Samesies. And uh, no Charlie today. Charlie smells bad. It's two weeks post-opt. I'm going to bathe her today. But she had... Um, she had her um, lady business tied up, and so she had stitches. I couldn't wash her. Charlie's my dog, so oh. I always try and bring her in here with me, but not today. So I say about the clothes on because you and I always do, well, always, the two shows that I've done with my clothes off are with you. Yes. So we've, like, we've been very familiar with each other. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I've only done one show with you with our clothes on. Which one was that? With uh, Stoner Rob. Oh, it was a Rob show? I yeah, love Rob. it was a Rob show. Yeah, though you're old, you're big time into doing nudist comedy shows. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. They they like me. The nudists. The nudists like me. You're so yeah. comfortable. I am, which is funny because I'm really not comfortable with my body at all. That's what you were but saying I'm very when you were telling me that shows. when you were nude, you're yeah. not comfortable with your body. I'm <laughs> like, no, you look pretty comfortable, dude. <laughs> but I guess it is kind of like getting over, like conquering those fears, right? But. Kind of. The first one I did, that was my thought process. How long ago was their first? That was New Year's Eve 2012. It was it a New Year's Eve date? It was a New Year's Eve date. I was hosting the event. Did any apples drop? And uh, No. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> but when they called me and asked me if I'd be willing to do it, my first question was, do I have to be nude? And they said, well, you don't have Wait, how, to. <laughs> how did they find you specifically to ask? Uh, a guy named Tim Chismar. Oh, Tim. Okay. Who, who is Tim's a, very familiar uh, with course. the podcast. Yeah. Guys, I've had yeah. Tim on here many times. Tim hasn't been on for a while. Tim's having a rough spell right now, but I, yeah. I love his stories because he's crazy. Well, he's a nudist. And, yes, big time nudist. <laughs> and and he likes me. Uh-huh. And he said, hey, you know, if you're willing to do it, you know, would you like to come out with me? Uh, no, Tim and, actually got me to do it. He bugged me for two years because my album cover is very provocative. Uh, my old album, I'm like standing with my pigtails and a microphone. That's it. Okay. It's called If These Lips Could Talk. They're talking about those <laughs> lips though. Not these lips. Uh, so, um, and so he was always like, oh, you got to come do my shows. And I'm like, no, Tim, I'm, I'm not going to do your shows. Like that's not happening. And then after a while, I was like, you know what? Why? Why won't I do it? Just like, like let's do it. But all right. Is that yeah. what I mean? and, and that was kind of my thought process was, you know, I, why not? Well, why not go see what it's about? Cause I'm, I'm about the comedy, and I was like, I'm going to tell You're jokes really either funny, way. right. So I thought, you know, it'll be something to feel nervous about because I don't get nervous anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I got there, and I was disappointed because I wasn't nervous at all. I got right on stage, and it felt, like, it, it felt like every other show to me. I was so, I'm so nervous. Because I was so in my head concentrating on the jokes and being funny that I didn't think about being naked because I was trying to be funny. So to me, it was just about the comedy. Have you done shows where you're naked and the audience is clothed? Or is it always everybody's nude? The shows I've done have always been everybody nude. Interesting. I think I would feel weird if everybody had clothes on. If the audience was clothed and I was yeah. naked, I would feel no, weird. No, I would too. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Plus, I wouldn't want anyone to like have a camera or something because nobody has anything in their hands. Like, well, yeah. You hope. <laughs> like I felt weird at the last show we did. Because we were in the back with clothes on and people started coming back there to use the restroom and they were nude. And I was like, well, I feel awkward with clothes on because okay. everybody's nude around Can me. Can I just say how much that freaked me out? There was like 
a lot. I mean, did it? There was, was a lot. There was a lot. <laughs> We're sitting in the back. Okay, so it's a really tiny theater. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the restroom is in the green room. So they yeah. have to walk. They actually have to walk across, across the, the stage, stage. <laughs> to go into the back. And there was a line of naked people while you and I are sitting there with our clothes on, just chit chatting. Yeah. <laughs> I, there was just, it was a lot of dudes. Yeah. And there was a lot of like dicks. And I was sitting down. Yeah. And they're and there all was eye level. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I didn't, I couldn't really, like, I kept looking down, trying not to. <laughs> Not to look or or stare or stare. I'm just like, oh my god, there's so many different shapes and like, there's everyone's a little different, you know. Yeah, and my exposure is somewhat limited. Them so. being eye level as well. Yeah, yeah, no, one after another. After it was like it was. I, I joked the that it was a train to the bathroom of just like naked people. Yeah, it was really funny though. It's really surreal. Yeah, I mean. And uh, my girlfriend, who, by the way, I'm not a nudist, and neither is my girlfriend. Those are right. her favorite shows to go to. She loves the nude shows. Well, I, the, I think the night that I met her was her when she first moved she to first L.A., moved right? here from Dallas, oh, yeah. I okay. picked her up from the airport that day, and then we went to the show that night. What an introduction to the <laughs> crazy L.A. You yeah. know she's in it to win it, right? She shows up and she's all about it. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, what a great support. Yeah, no, I, I met her naked for the first That's yeah. weird, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I I mean, I have to say those shows really force you to, like, into a different mindset. Um, yeah. But we've talked about it before on the podcast because it's just so, you the, know. The only thing that I was nervous about that I did at the show with you recently was – a lot of my act now is about how unhappy I am with the way I look. And those shows are all about body positivity and yay, everybody. So I was wondering if I should do that material about feeling negative about my body. So I was a little nervous about that, but I did the material and it got laughs. So I, I don't think it was poorly received at all. Yeah, I no, think, it got laughs. They, I, mean, I, I, I got the feeling, well, I mean, the, of all the people in there, there was only there was one dude that was super buff. Do you remember? There was like one guy that was like in really good shape, and everyone else was pretty much nobody was notable in one way or the other, right? No. And there was some out of shape guys or whatever, and some, but there, there weren't very many women, which was no. It was funny because the guy who booked the thing was saying that they want more women to come, but the more you say that, the more pervy and disgusting you seem, and the less women who are going to show yeah, up. Yeah, because then women are like, well, why do you want women there? Do you could stare at us, and it seems more sexual and that's the weird thing to explain to people it is so not sexual yeah no it didn't yeah. feel sexual like at all it doesn't no but i i don't i don't like it i have to be honest with you i i don't i feel really um i feel uncomfortable i i like the story you know i like i like the, the being able to say you did it like the battle scar being like yeah <laughs> i did this and yeah but i act of performing naked is not for me like i uh, for you it's sort of how often do you do those gigs you're regular uh, right i've done quite a few of them yeah i mean i you lost count I couldn't give you a count because i've been doing them for four years and wow. yeah i've done oh my god probably more than more than a dozen this year just this year oh wow like, I'm not opposed to doing it again just because it's a gig, but it's not, I don't feel comfortable like you do. I felt, I feel really, really challenged. 
which is good to feel challenged. But I think I did well. I mean, I think the show yeah, you was seemed great. Comfortable. I didn't know that you were nervous until you told me. Oh, because like, seeing you on stage, you looked relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. You were behind me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, Your view was. <laughs> at the first show, I was I was at the side. Oh, the one with Tim. The one with Tim, I was at the side. I was so nervous on you that. You relaxed. Yeah, no, you know what's interesting is you kind of, like, as you're up there, too, there's some editing that takes place because the context of a joke is completely different when you're staring at a bunch of naked people. Yeah. Like, I even said a couple of times, like, I'm going to be interesting to see how this song's received if everybody's <laughs> naked, you know, like, yeah. um, which I, I really liked that too, though. Well, I had a, I did a show with one guy that was nervous backstage and he, he was freaking out and he told me, I go to a lot of jokes about having a six pack. He said, but I can't do those jokes tonight because they're going to see me without my shirt on. And no, I don't really have a six pack. That's so he was funny. so worried that he But he does... says he has a six pack when he's on stage. Yeah. But, but he doesn't but, have but one. But he doesn't have one. But so... you can kind of tell if a dude has a six pack yeah. whether or not I mean, not he was he's... in shape. He was a thin guy. I mean, if, if he told me with his shirt on he had a six pack, I'd go, yeah, probably. I mean, Ew. I mean, yeah, he wasn't an out of shape looking guy, but it was just funny how paranoid he was. That they were going to know that he didn't have a six pack. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, they're going to know. Yeah. They're going to know everything about you now. Yeah. Does it? Is it uncomfortable? Like, as a man who gets naked on the regular with a bunch of other people, like, I, I think that a lot of people's number one question is about people. Guys get self conscious, like, about their dicks, right? Like, on some level, I would think. I, I don't. No. But I don't care. Yeah, you I mean, do. I really don't. Um, I mean, it's not like I'm going to get excited while I'm there. In fact, the opposite happens to me. My, my penis shrivels up like, oh, Does, no, look at all these naked people. Do you think – have you ever been at one of these shows where somebody's excited? It's hard for I – I don't look. I was trying not to look. Because I didn't want to be rude. I just felt I'm like... I'm good at the eye contact. But yeah. that's what they told me. You look the down. Show. You You're not staring at... Yeah. Although it, when the line was going to the bathroom, I, I did look. I, I couldn't help it. It was right there. I was just like... Dick, well, yeah. Dick, I, I, dick, would, dick, dick, I would be looking dick. at you and then a dick would go across my face in, in the middle of the picture. Like, hey, what happened? I know, right? It was really good. I didn't want to look at a dick, but now there's one. <laughs> like a foot from my face. It's so gross. It was so funny and weird and like, oh, yeah. But I mean, I... The I, only time I really noticed anything was when um, it was the same instance. I was sitting down and I turned and there was a guy next to me who... I swear his dick looked like it was about to grow branches. I like saw it. it, it, it the one time he was kind of hairy, he had a belly, and he had a weird looking dick. It looked at me and said, I am Groot. Like it yeah. was just giant. I don't know if it was actually that big or it just looked that big because it was eye level. But it he was, had something. But it was like, is it the guy? He had like a weird looking dick. Uh, I don't or know. Was if it, it, just it was just huge. big. And it was oh. right there next to my face. And I just turned my head and I was like, oh, I said, is it really that big or does this look that big? Because I wasn't it expecting was, a dick it to was be in 3D. that close to my face. <laughs> That's so uncomfortable. I don't know. There was, a, I don't know. It just, that would freak me out. Yeah. So the, I, I mean, I just saw all different dudes at different shapes and different things. So I just like, but tried not to But at the same time, I did a, a full weekend of naked shows. Like and, on a resort, like staying there, yeah. or so you were all all the whole weekend just nude. And where was the resort? We did no. It was it was at the theater that we did, but we did two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, and a show Sunday. The with the Tim thing. 
No, it was with uh, Alan at oh. the Two Roads Theater. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, by the way, guys, if you're in L.A. and you want to go check this out, he's doing it monthly, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a really intimate environment, literally. And like, it's such a small room. There's How many seats are in that place? Uh, probably about 60. Yeah, it's small. Yeah, it's small not theater. very big. We shouldn't use... We have to be careful, like, words that we use. It's not a big room. It's small. And there's lots of dicks in it. It's a small <laughs> room full of, of, of dicks. Not all the dicks are huge. Yeah. So we don't have to feel bad. All right. Yeah. It's in, um, it's, where is it? In studio or studio Burbank? City. Studio, yeah. Like over in there. Yeah. So you did it. But a, I did a full weekend and I was, I was the headliner and I was the only male on the lineup. So no he, kidding. He, he booked, had all women. He booked all women. And um, I was talking to somebody and they were like you, they were like saying, oh, well, that would be nervous. Everybody's going to see me naked and then they're going to remember what I look like and go home and masturbate to me. And I was like, I did a weekend. Where I saw these women naked for, you know, two shows a night. I couldn't tell you what any of them look like naked. Like, I couldn't pick their, their vaginas well, out of the lineup. you see with clothes on, does it look like a vagina? They're just, yeah, they're let just, me line up your vaginas and yeah, choose me, the let, evil ones. Let me see one. if I could pick which one's which. Like, I, Can you match? That's an interesting study. If you took, Aaron, what do you think about this? Can you match a vagina to the woman? Like if you took a picture of like tw- 10 different women's faces and 10 different vaginas and you had to match the vagina to the girl. And, that, and of course, ethnicity and stuff like, no, you know. No, probably not. You couldn't match it. would it. have to be like a memory game, not more than a, more than a mix and match. <laughs> if, you, if you'd never seen the vagina on the woman, would you no. be able to associate? No way. Like you can't look at a woman and go, she's a lippy bitch or like she's got long lips or she's got a... You can't. You can't tell by by looking. And the, the foot size thing doesn't work either for dudes. So there's no way to know until you actually are in the moment. Yeah. And you can't. And so if, you, if you'd have seen. T- so in your case, you've seen 10 women. You've seen them naked. You put their clothes back on. And you try and, 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 and mix match. Like they do those games yeah, when you're because, a kid when you put the different. Yeah, because I wasn't doll looking. head on. In my mind, really, <laughs> the, the, the biggest thought on my mind that weekend is some of the same people might come to multiple shows. So I got to try to make sure I'm mixing up and doing different material. I was more, again, more worried about the show. So you've never gotten seen um, a, like a woman or a, a woman in the audience or on the show or whatever and felt like excited by the fact that she was nude? No. Not at all? No. So it's purely just a... I, well, I, I mean, my... uh, well, when I see my girlfriend in the audience naked, but that's because I know I'm going home with her and I'm going to have sex. So it's so she gets you. That's so good. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a different that's scenario. Sweet. That's really sweet. No, I mean, I, I didn't find it arousing to be around the other naked people either. It just for me, it just felt really foreign and bizarre. But um, there was like I said, there was one really hot guy in the audience, though, that I was like, oh, he's super hot. So I did notice that. But there was only one. That was super hot. And I think he was gay. He was probably gay. Oh, without That's what I was going to say. There's a lot, when he a walked, lot of gay I think I said to that to you. Shows. I said to you how when he walked back after the bathroom, I was like, he's totally gay, right? Yeah. Yep. He's, he's so good looking. A lot of gay guys go yeah. to those shows. A yeah. lot. Yeah. That was a very, I, I got that. So there, yeah. Would it? So do, do, do you have you ever noticed anyone in the audience getting aroused? Because I've never noticed anything like that. I heard a story, but I was not at that show. What so was the story? It was story? all secondhand that <laughs> they were doing a nude karaoke event and a couple started making out heavily and there was hand jobs going on in the audience during karaoke. Really? Yeah, which I've never imagined being That's aroused what... by karaoke. But apparently somebody was really, <laughs> really doing good at singing that Sinatra song and that. 
<laughs> and jobs needed to be had. If you're getting aroused by karaoke, then yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, it's, it's Marvin Gaye's on. Yeah. The mood, the lights are dark. Why not? Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, right. You're already <laughs> naked. Yeah, you're already naked. It's probably the person you came with anyway. Why not? That's hilarious. Oh, I don't. Why not come with the person you came with? Right. Right. That's no. right. There you go. I don't know, Aaron. What are you thinking about all this? I would not. I couldn't attend or or be. Or do any of it. Or do know. any of it. Yeah. It's too, not really something that I'm that I'm into doing over and over again. I've done it a couple times though. Like I said, it's it's fun for the challenge. And but I, if I went, I will say this: if I went, I would look at everybody. You would. Because you just, I mean, you're there. Yeah, you might as well. They're out. Yeah. Guy and girl. I mean, you can't look. help but see, but you just don't want to stare and be rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, all right, check, check, check. All right. I know what everyone's working with. Well, we've had fun. These shows are fun. And like I said, it's nice to see you with your clothes on this time. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like, I don't even, it doesn't really phase me. It doesn't. It's kind of whatever. Right? Yeah. I've had babies. I feel like once you have babies, it's like, I used to be super modest and like, I'd be like, oh, I got to cover up and be, and then once you have kids, you're like, well, there's like 30 people that probably walked in and out of the room during the course of that day when I'm, you know, between two kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, during my normal life, like I wouldn't even take my shirt off. Like I wouldn't take my shirt off sitting here with you two. Yet for some reason, I'll go to a nudist resort and, and take, take all it my all clothes off, off and, and jump up and down on stage and skip. I, yeah, yeah, you get really, yeah. you're animated. <laughs> I know, it's good. I just kind of stand in one place. It's funny because everybody always says to me, well, where are you going to put your guitar? And I just say, well, it's Sophie's choice. <laughs> and I'll just put it where I normally do, which is right in the middle, because there's no reason. Like, I'm not going to play way down low like I'm a rock god. I'm not going to play up here like it's a fucking mandolin. So yeah. it's just, there you go. It's right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I have a comfort spot for my guitar, and that's the only place it could possibly be when I'm playing. So. Right, right <laughs> yeah. kind of over your belly, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, I'm not going to. The same place it would sit, like if I was sitting down, it was on my knee. Right, right. There you go. Bring in like a gigantic cello-sized guitar <laughs> so nobody sees anything. It's really funny. Well, I'm so glad we've gotten to do them. I mean, it's it's definitely an experience, and it's fun to talk about. So, I don't know. I've had such a good week. It's been a really good week this week. I'm having a good time. My, um, I've been working really hard on a couple projects, and my kids are doing really good. Like, um, my son plays his first tennis tournament this weekend, and he's a really sore loser, and I'm scared because he's probably going to win his first tournament. So I don't know how to comfort him if he doesn't win, you know, because you know he's not going to win. And I don't, you got, but he can't win every match. My son is a sore loser. Is he? And his teacher tried to tell me that that was a bad trait. And my response was, let the loser kids enjoy losing. My kid's a winner. <laughs> and he's supposed to feel bad when he loses. I feel bad when I lose. You're supposed to want to win. Yeah. yeah. So when you later you go, okay, so that's how I need to address it. Like, you go out there and you fucking win. Yeah. You murder your <laughs> opponent. And if you lose, next time you'll fucking win. Yeah, Is that the attitude? Time, next time you'll win. You rip his goddamn head off. <laughs> okay. Good advice. <laughs> my daughter's doing this thing today I gotta go after this it's called way of the council like so I oh shit that was my phone I should have turned that off um, way of the council in which they um, we talk they sit in a circle and they have like a talking piece and everybody's very like sweet and it goes around and like she's the exact opposite in that she's all like I mean she don't get me wrong she's a killer too but can you imagine way of the council 
<laughs> so I got to go from from here to there, talking about dicks to passing a stone and peace, love, and serenity. <laughs> I don't do that real well. I don't know how to give it up, like for the zen, that 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 Zen stuff. Are you good at that? Uh, You're I not am. very Zen, are you? Come on. I, well, I'm I'm a Taoist, so I are am, you? I'm very calm, like. Really? It's weird. What what I tell people is uh, I'm at complete peace with the universe while simultaneously hating everything in it. Like I've got <laughs> I've got both sides. Wow. So I like I, okay, so when you say Taoist, um the only association I have with that is the Tao of Pooh. You know the Winnie the Pooh book? <laughs> okay. It's it. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking no. about. So there's a book called The Tao of Pooh. It explains Taoism through Winnie the Pooh. That's the only association I have with it, which I love because it's like, you know, what are we going to do today? Tigger and Tigger's like, I don't know. And Winnie the Pooh's like, let's just go. It's kind of like, yeah. ex- go with it, right? Well, I was kind of into it without knowing what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but... My introduction was the Tao of Jeet Kune Do, which is a martial arts book that Bruce Lee wrote. Oh, shit. And uh, so reading that, it was very philosophical. And then I started reading more of his philosophies. And I was like, this is kind of what I believe. I think I'm a Taoist. That's awesome. So, so Bruce Lee gave you a religious inspiration. Kind of, yeah. That's awesome. Because it was kind of what I already believed. is be in the moment. The now is all that exists. You know, the past is nothing but a memory. The future is nothing but a thought. This is all that exists, this moment. So be in this moment. Interesting. So do you, because you told me before that you like, you like, feel like you're batshit crazy. Well, I don't feel like that, but psychiatrists feel like that and have put me in institutions because of them feeling like that. I feel fine. Yeah. Interesting. What do you mean like institutions? I've been in mental hospitals. Yeah, I know. You told me yeah. that, but like yeah. on the regular? Uh been in quite a few yeah i once spent two and a half weeks on a 72 hour hold what happened uh that time it was a suicide attempt shit yeah i had an incident one weekend where um there was blood involved what do you mean that was you hurt uh, yourself yeah oh kevin and the doctor gave me some um sedatives Said if you feel like something like that's going to happen again, take these pills. Blah blah blah. Wait, wait. This is before. Go- this was an incident that happened before the institution. Before this in- is what led up to the institution. So I had that. Oh my god! Wait, then, wait. When you say there was blood involved, what happened? Like you cut yourself, or you? I carved the word love into my chest. Is it there? Because I didn't see that when you're. I, I have scars. If you look close, but not really. They're not bad. No. You not, carved you love. Like where in your ch- like. Uh, I think across right here, like the, the what right What did you side. use to carve that? Knife. So you, did you look in the mirror or were you just looking down? I was just looking down. And what was your thought process leading up to that? Uh, I'm not sure I had one. Just all it of a sudden you were just, just I'm going to just. I was just there in that moment. Where were you when that happened? Like were you sitting at home? Were you? I was sitting on the back uh, patio. I was of your home. Yeah, I was by seven, yourself. Seventeen, I think. Holy shit! You're and just a really just a a boy, yeah. like a young man. Where was it? you were all by yourself in your uh, home? No, my mom was in the house because I actually walked in the house and walked into her room and said, "I need to go to the hospital," with the blood dripping down my chest. Oh, she must have absolutely freaked out. Was there anything leading? There must have been all kinds of things leading up to that. Um, 
I was not really in control back then. No, I like wouldn't say now, so. Now I'm in complete control. I'm calm. You got Bruce uh, Lee? But back then, I, I would freak out at like just, I would snap. Like, like violently? Uh, could be violent. I, I attacked people. <laughs> like if somebody pissed you off? And like this is high school? or uh, Yeah. So you had a rough time through high school with like emotional... Kind of, yeah. I was not, I was not mentally stable. What's the clinical diagnosis? Is it? Um, I've been diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder, bipolar disorder, borderline schizophrenia, and paranoid schizophrenia. Holy shit, that's a lot of diagnosis. I know, and having very pretty eyes. I've been, diag- I've been diagnosed <laughs> with that as well. And beautiful hair, yeah. if I can say so myself. And an awesome tattoo of love carved into yeah. your chest. <laughs> oh my gosh, you poor baby. But um, he gave me sedatives, and the following wait, weekend... Wait, wait, I don't, I don't want to move past the love thing so fast. So you're sitting there on your outside. You're, kind, you're probably completely not in your... Just not... Nothing's... Go on, like you just go in the kitchen and grab a knife and walk outside. Or? Uh, no, I, I had a drawer full of knives. Oh, that's probably knives. not a good yeah. thing to have for a, a child, basically, with all those conditions. What it was what, kind of a thing for me. Do you have back siblings? Then. Yeah. So, how many siblings? Two. Older, younger? Both younger. Younger. Do they also suffer with similar conditions? Um, not really. No. Not really. Um, my younger brother, the one in the middle, went through some stuff. By the way, if I really ask like too me. much, don't get angry and direct it at me. <laughs> Aaron, right there on the board, he's the fucker you need what? to come after. Just so you know, Kevin. I actually Just talk so about you know. this stuff on stage. I'm, I know. I'm I know. We're open. so we've been yeah. naked together. It's, I feel yeah. like I can yeah. ask you anything. <laughs> so, all right. Well, so, but just in case, just know, Aaron, right there. What? Yeah. <laughs> Right there. <laughs> I've been married less than a month. You want me to die? I have kids. Oh, that's all right. All right. Aaron's like, I was sitting here alone with this guy a little while ago. Nobody told me. <laughs> it's okay. okay. So, so why the fuck would you have a a knife, a drawer full of knives? Like, I liked knives. I still like. Well, knives. I mean, I, yeah, but I, I, mean, I have an inordinate amount. Yeah, it's but really but ridiculous. I mean, he has like anger issues, and he's like, you know. Well, <laughs> one could precede the other. And you don't right, that's and true. Get I mean, you issues. don't really need a knife to cause damage. I mean, I got suspended from school. Well, you went after yourself because too. I was dragging a kid through shop class, screaming, "Let's go play with the sharp things!" So, I mean, well, you shouldn't have been allowed in shop class, <laughs> you my could dear. Find sharp things. This is when principal says, "You know what? We're going to put you in like the the painting class, not shop. We don't need him in shop." Okay, so. <laughs> All right, so you go out and you carve these words in your chest, which is interesting because you went after yourself. When were you putting love in yourself because you felt like you wanted to have love? Who knows? You don't even know. You've never thought reflected on that. Um, at the time, I think I felt that I didn't have it. So you were putting it in because you wanted so badly to have love. Uh, I don't know if it was even that because I wrote I played with madness once on my arm. Um, actually, where, if you look, where did you If you that? look closely right here... Um, if I rolled my sleeve up, you could see SK. SK is clearly there. And I carved that the day Sam Kinison died. I carved SK into my arm. My goodness. Do you have tattoos and other things on your no. body? And No, you've just... No. So how many incidences have you carved yourself with words on your body? 
a lot. So there's a lot of different places on your body where you've put different... When, when I was very young, yeah. From what age to... You don't, do you do it currently? No. Do you ever get the urge? No. no. Good. I mean, I don't know. This just seems like such a, like a traumatic thing. To, I just can't even imagine. It's so, been well, well over time. What else years. have you carved into yourself? SK. What was the other one? Something Madness? Um, oh, I, I played. I carved. I, I, uh, I played with Madness. I played with Madness. Yeah. Love. What else? Uh, You're like a poetry. Who knows? What? I, who knows? Uh, you don't even remember. So many no. times you've carved into yourself. Yeah, yeah. You poor thing. I need to give you a hug. I, I actually remember in my early 20s, uh, I started hearing the term carving. And I remember being mad and going, what a bunch of posers. Like, I did that 10 years ago, and they didn't even have a name for it. And now everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. You're, <laughs> you're like the trendsetter of, yeah. of soft scarring. Well, so, not really. I mean, Gigi Allen did it. So, I mean, I might have got it maybe from him. I was, I was a big Gigi Allen fan. So. Did, you, oh, did you actually hear about it, or was it just something that you felt the urge to do? Just the out of first nowhere? time I did it, it was kind of out of nowhere. Just one day you just up and decide I'm yeah. going to carve. And I don't even think it lasted And the very first long. time was I love? I think it might have, been, might have been a span of like a year that I did it and then it just stopped. But the first one was love? No, that no. was, that might have been the last one. So what does it happen? So you walk into the room and your mom is there and she rushes you to the hospital, I'm guessing? Uh, no, she called, um, she called an ambulance and the ambulance came and took me to the hospital. Wow. And then you ended up in a two-week hold? Uh, no, they didn't put me in a hold then. That's when um, I saw a doctor and he gave me some um, sedatives and said, you know, if you feel like you're going to do that again, take these pills, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is also That hardly why, seems like the right answer to me. I stopped taking medication because he gave me those pills and a week later I tried to kill myself with those pills. And that's Meaning why, you took too many of them? Yes. So you were wanting to die? And did you do it consciously or you just really liked the sedative? I didn't want to die when I took the first one. When I took the first one, I was trying to make the voices stop. When I took the second one, it was because the first one wasn't working fast enough. And after the third one, I looked at the bottle and went, I don't need to wake up. Holy shit. And you were like, you were 17. I was uh, 18. 18 at that yeah. point. When you say the voices, what does that mean? Um, like... I had been in a car accident. My tire flew off the car on the freeway. My parents came to pick me up and I was in the back of their car and I just kept hearing this voice just say, kill, 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 kill. So I took That's the, the first time you ever heard the voice? No. Oh. No. But it, it was just... You're not hearing that now, are lot. you? You're no. not okay. All right, just making sure because <laughs> you just looked at me for a little long, just, and then I'm like, okay, you're not hearing that. Well, it was uh, overwhelming. Podcast over, guys. Time to go. Uh, it's been real. Again, you can hang out here with Aaron. I've got a, I got a thing. My phone rang. Remember at the beginning of this? Say it's an emergency. Yeah. Gotta go. All right. So wait. So you'd heard that? Not that type of voice, but it you'd heard was just kind of overwhelming. That particular time. That time. But have you had you ever heard? A negative message coming in your head like that? I've never heard a positive message coming in my head. Really? Is it always something? Wait, do you still um, hear those things sometimes? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, my gosh. You're not 
Again, you're yeah. looking too long into my well, eyes, I'm, Kevin. Again. <laughs> Here's the thing that, that I should get across. I just have to pause and also tell you how much I adore you. And <laughs> um, I, I say these things comfortably because I feel like I've accomplished a lot Fuck with yeah. these incidents. Because I know people that have less than me as far as you know mental problems that are on disability. And... You know, I worked my way up through, you know, my regular day job to I was in top management in my early 20s. I mean, by 25, I was a manager. Um, I'm sure you're promoting like anybody who's um, employing you, by the way, all you have to do is tell them, I hear voices that tell me to kill. They'll be like, (laughs) I'm going to promote you. (laughs) But I've become very, uh, you know, successful, productive member of society and nothing holds me back. So I feel like it's. You know, it's a badge of honor. I mean, if I could do it, everybody can do it. You could, you know what I mean? Don't, it doesn't hold you back. It doesn't, it's not going to control who I am. It's not going to control who anybody is. You, you can work through it. No, I think everybody, I'm sure everybody is, has some sort of something on some sort of spectrum. I mean, we all kind of have voices and things and like, uh, to some degree, not to that degree, but when you being open and talking about it and talking about it's mental illness helps everybody well, so it's funny because at home good. i'll start laughing just out of nowhere i'll start laughing and my girlfriend's immediate reaction is okay what evil thing did you just think of <laughs> like, oh give me an example who, who did you just think you of just murdering think of, really like, what because i'll just start giggling because i think of something <laughs> violent and it makes me laugh and then <laughs> well i i mean i've i've thought of some i've thought of some violent things i had kind yeah. of a shitty year and it makes me giggle too Mm-hmm. So I can kind of relate, maybe. So, okay, so you're hearing kill in your mind, and you're in the backseat of a car with your parents. Yeah. And then what? And then, um, so I took the pills. And then, um, oh, actually, interesting side note about taking the pills. Um, when I uh, poured the rest of the bottle in my mouth, I had a Snapple in my hand, and I was trying to lift the Snapple bottle to drink it to help washed the pills down that were in my mouth but i was so doped up from the first pills i had took i couldn't pick the snapple bottle up and my aunt was in the back seat with me i'm sure didn't see me take the pills actually reached over and lifted the bottle for me so that i can drink the snapple and wash the pills down so she knew that you were she knew i was trying to pick the bottle up but i'm not sure she knew what was going on um, and then the next thing I remember is I remember the car door opening and me falling out and he, I hearing my dad's voice say he's faking it. And then I woke up in the mental hospital. Holy I woke shit. up the next morning. Well, actually, no, I woke up in the hospital while they were pumping my stomach. Because when they pump your stomach, they stick a tube up your nose and it goes back down your throat. I've got a really strong gag reflex. So I woke up and yanked the tube out of my nose. And they had to bring people in to hold me down. Because they didn't they, think you would wake up during this. They and thought they, you were passed out. They tried to put the tube in again. I pulled the tube out twice and told them to bring it to me in a cup. And they actually brought it to me in a cup and I drank it. Brought what to you in a cup? It's a charcoal stuff that they pump into oh. your stomach to make you vomit. So oh, my God. I, so you forcibly drank it. I drank it and then I started throwing up. Is it just the most foul thing to drink? It was really, really it's gross. disgusting. Yeah. Okay. And so that's how they pumped your stomach? They, yeah, they, they weren't stick. trying to make you vomit. They were trying to pump it out. No, no. They, they pump in the charcoal into your stomach because it makes you throw up. But you're, if you're passed out, 
can't you choke when you're vomiting? I, I no, didn't, oh, I didn't Aaron's know. just no. like on your side or something. Oh, okay, so then it'll just come out of you even though you're uncon- semi-unconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. So I remember waking up during that, and then I passed back out, and then I woke up in the hospital with the paperwork next to me on the nightstand. And this is in a mental institution. This is a mental hospital, yeah. And you're surrounded by a lot of other people suffering with similar types no, of things? No, because I was in closed unit. So in mental hospitals, there's two units. There's open unit where everybody's walking around and hanging out. And then there's closed unit, which is usually about 10 people that are considered dangerous and six or seven doctors. So it's pretty even ratio from doctor to patient. And yeah, it's a really small closed so off section. Is this the point in which you're now 18 and you're actually getting help? For the first time in your whole life, it sounds as though, like real help. Because that doctor handing you a a bottle of pills saying, take this sounds like a lawsuit. I mean, that guy sounds like an absolutely incompetent asshole. Well, I don't think he pictured me taking all of them. It doesn't matter. He had a patient in his office that was super sick. And he hands a child pills and says, have a nice day. Like, how irresponsible. So now you're actually getting real help. Two weeks. What well, was, it was supposed to be 72 hours. Right. Well, it always starts at 72 hours. And that's what they told me. And then when the 72 hours were up, they were like, yeah, we don't think we're going to let you go. Um, I actually got released AMA, so they didn't want to let me go at all. Um, I had to go to court, and the judge let me go. What does that mean, AMA? Against medical advice. So I had to go to court. Why would the, the judge allow you to leave? The if judge said that I was perfectly safe to let out. The hospital said I wasn't. So I had to sign a bunch of paperwork. Why would a judge go against the doctors? I don't know. He looked at the paperwork and he said based on – well, here's what was funny. He said it was based on the reports he saw from when my dad came to visit me. He said when my dad was there, I made good eye contact and was laughing and having fun with my dad. So he thought based on that, based on my interaction with my dad, that I was safe to let go. Do you feel like you were safe to let go? Yeah. Okay. So then from that point forward, were you, what was, I mean, they got you on meds or, or they got you into therapy or what? Uh, I went through a lot of different meds over the years. Which has got to be more didn't. maddening too because all those pills have different side effects and different reactions on yeah, you, right? Yeah, I didn't like any of them. Do you take stuff now? No. No, you just deal with it because um, you've had, is it because you've gone through a lot of counseling and, or you just no, learned how? I do not. I refuse to talk to You'd rather just talk to a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather tell a bunch of strangers. <laughs> and do stand-up. Stand-up is uh, very therapeutic. Stand-up has helped me amazingly. I mean, it's I, I tell people all the time, stand-up saved my life. Completely saved my life. Because I can go on stage and talk about the voice in my head. And I've actually had comics come up and go, oh, that bit you did about the voice in your head. That's so funny. How long did it take you to write that? And I go, I didn't write that. The voice in my head he wrote it. fucking said that <laughs> shit to me. <laughs> like that's, Is it a male voice? Something. Yeah. Now, is this something that you have you had from the time that you were a child? Or do you attribute like your childhood experiences to it? Or it's just your programming and your chemistry? Uh, it's hard to say because I don't. I don't know what it's like to be without it kind of thing. Like I've always had these issues, Um, but I also had a rough childhood. So who knows, you know, which came first, really. When you say a rough childhood, what does that mean to you? Like, I'm sure uh, we don't have to probably, we're probably not going to delve into your whole childhood, but you you had both your parents and... Kind of. Kind of. 
Kind of. My dad was in jail a lot. Oh. So your dad, does your dad hear voices? Does he also suffer with similar uh, stuff? He's pretty fucking crazy. I don't know. I don't Is know he if he violent? Hears, well, yeah. He's in and out of jail. Yeah. What, what, what was his... Um, actually, I heard my dad tell a guy once in a bar, if he didn't shut up, he was going to squirt lemon on his ass and make it pucker up before he fucked him. What were you doing in a bar? This is when you were a child? No, this was as an adult. As an adult. Hanging out in a bar with my dad. I heard him say that to somebody. The scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. What the fuck? Okay, so as a child, you were growing up around a violent violence, maybe? I can, I don't know. Just, yeah, kind of. Yeah. But you were very close with your father because you said you led up with him and you... No. My dad and I had a moment, I'll say, when I was 18. That brought us close together. Does your father hear voices too? I'm not sure. I don't know. You've never had the conversation with him? No. So he was in jail for violent acts? Yeah. Like yeah. what kind of violent act? Um, oh. There was multiple times? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, fuck. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Um, one you time, should be so proud of yourself, Kevin. One look- time I remember clearly he got arrested. They charged him for terrorist threats. Because he told the guy he was going to kill him in front of the cops. Oh. Um, and I've seen him argue with cops. I've seen him set tickets on fire in front of cops. and So serious anger yeah. issues. And But you've never been arrested? or Nope. No. So yeah, you should be very proud. Like you maintain. That's actually why I don't have tattoos. My uncle told me when I was a kid, and I, I always remembered it. He said a tattoo is an identifying mark that can help pick you out of a lineup. Because that's the kind of family I come from. So he said that to me, and I'm the only person in my family without any tattoos, and I'm the only one that's never been arrested. Have you done things that you should have been arrested for? Probably. Probably, yeah. But uh, again, you gave me this look. But All right, hold on just a sec. Scars, again, scars are I, also identifying marks, so you do yeah. have some of those. Yes, yeah, yeah, so you I have do. love, and I don't yeah. know. And they, I do have very identifiable hair. Yeah, you're pretty. You're pretty recognizable. Yeah, and you've been on stage. I could identify you clothed or nude. Huh? Oh, how nice. about that? <laughs> Dang, dude, that's crazy. So, like, if literally, if you have, like, and I talk about my dad on stage, and he loves it. He's supportive. He, are your parents, are you, is your mom and dad still together? No. No, they, they didn't. No. Was he violent with her? And uh, they actually get along better apart. Um, my girlfriend has said, I've never seen a couple that's divorced that get along so well. And I'm like, you should have seen them together. They fucking hated each other. It was horrible. Well, sounds like it would have been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fighting in my household. Has up. he tamed a little bit as he's gotten older, your father? Or is he still... Kind of. I mean, he's. You well, the thing be... with my dad is my dad's always been extremely likable. Well, he's got charisma. So he's, do you. He's very you quick go. with the wit. He's funny. But if you make him mad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, somebody called my mom's friend at our house on Thanksgiving when I was a kid. And my dad took the phone from her and said, stop calling my house. And then he got this look on his face. And he set the phone down and said, you're taking me to his house right fucking now. And he walked to the room and started putting his boots on. And my mom's yelling, what are you doing? He goes, that motherfucker hung up on me. Nobody hangs up on me. And he had her friend drive him and he beat the shit out of the guy because he hung up on him. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. Little anger oh, management yeah. <laughs> issue there. That's just a little. Happy Thanksgiving to the family. <laughs> do this one. And, oh, did, well, okay, so, but at the same time, people, when they meet him, they're like, he's so likable. Like, and he is. So he's got both sides or had both sides, you know, during his lifetime. I mean, my first time in court, I went to court um, for driving without a license. I was... 16 or 17, you know, didn't have my license yet. Uh, my dad took me to court and the judge at Downey Court actually looked at my last name and said, any relation to Vaughn or Josh, which is my dad and my uncle. So, so you're, you're, Downey Court judges knew my family name. <laughs> wow. So your uncle had a, maybe your uncle has the same, it's a genetic thing maybe? Like the. the uh, yeah, I think it was just those two. Um, you know, I wonder if it's genetic or if it's just being around violence a lot and how it influences you. I, I mean, I would have no way of knowing. You, you would have to delve into that if you ever wanted to. I don't know. But your, so your uncle, so your father and your father's brother yeah. were both violent. Now, of your siblings, are they girls or boys? Boys. So all, I mean, and neither one of your brothers seem to have any issues like this? No. Not no, really? Not really. So. For, for the most part, I mean, that I can see. Well, it seems like you're doing a good job of breaking the pattern, too. Because like you said, you're not going to jail. You're functioning and you're doing everything. And you've got, you've got multiple things going on. You've got a good profession. And you're pursuing stand-up very well. You're really good at it. Thank you. Yeah. And you've got a great relationship. Your girl is awesome. Yeah, she is. <laughs> so, I mean, you're doing great. And there's actually a funny conversation between my girlfriend and my mom where uh, my mom was talking about a medication that I was on and my girlfriend said, oh, he's not on that anymore. And my mom said, well, what's he on? And she said, nothing. And my mom's response was, how do you live with him? <laughs> really? Yeah, that was her reaction was, how do you live with him? And my girlfriend was like, what do you, what do you mean? He's great to live with. And I was like, well, I don't know about that. I've seen him without medication. He's not. But that's, that's where I'm at now. That's where I'm at in life. healthy enough with to be able comedy to... And Everything else, yeah. So the voices aren't in there, or they're in there, and you just ignore them, or you just talk back to them and tell you, them? What do you do? You deal with it. Yeah? You deal with it. Okay. I'm scared to ask <laughs> if there's a voice in your head right now. <laughs> like, what is it telling you? Um, no, you just... Is it just... Is it constantly? Like, no, 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 Or is it just like every now and then, like, fuck you? Um... I wouldn't it's say a it's demon. Constant. No, I know it's yeah. not a demon, but I'm just wondering what it's like to have. Like, I, I feel like I have things in my brain all the time, but I've, I've never. I don't know. I'm just. I'm sure other people are curious. I'm. I'm supposed to ask questions, right? Thanks, Aaron. What <laughs> if I if I don't ask? We're just going to sit the here and look you at said each that, other. It was like like The Exorcist. So. Oh well, I didn't mean it to be like that. <laughs> I'm just wondering if it's constant or periodic or whatever. Like, is it? It's. Uh... Like, is it right I now? Say it's, like, are you, you it's thinking you want to kill Aaron? But it's not periodic. <laughs> Again, it's a killing me. Well, well here, here's the thing. I have a busy weekend. And the, the, Sorry, Aaron. Uh, when I tell people this, they always look at me weird. It's not something I normally say a lot. But if I've met you, I've pictured killing you. <gasps> oh, no. No, really? Yes. But oh, it sounds worse than it is. <laughs> Oh my God! It's is there like a whole system to which? You, by the way, I live at Aaron's house. <laughs> it's, 
Where it, do you live, Aaron? Where, what not, part of town are you no, in? It's not an anger thing. It's not like, oh, this person made me mad. It's just a thought that goes through my head. Of I, I could just, kill you or I want to kill you? No, or? it's not even wanting to. I just see it. You see. So it's just, it's just, I, I just started imagining it. Like, like how you would do it? Like, like, you know how when you're watching a movie, you see somebody do something and then you realize they didn't really do it. They were just sitting there the whole time. That's Thinking what happens to me constantly. Sometimes I think I'll like, if I'm in a situation that, and I need to entertain myself, I'll think things to just kind of like, I, I can actually imagine stuff. For example, I had to go to court and it was terrifying. Um, it has to do with my divorce. And I'd sit there and I, the judge was lovely. He was just sitting there, but it was so dark and gloomy in there. I had, instead of visualizing, I, I did, I was, I was imagining like butterflies around his head, like things that would make me feel better about being sitting yeah. there in this like compromising place, looking at somebody and, you know, and it made me feel better to imagine, but I didn't I, like in in this way, so you can actually meet someone and go, this is, I could kill you or I would, all right. No, because it's not necessarily a thought I want to have. Right, right. S- sometimes I have those thoughts and I, I got to shake. I'm like, I don't want to, why am I thinking about that? But it's just a natural. Are you thinking it now because you're looking at me again? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a natural part of my day kind of thing. And sometimes that's why I start giggling and my girlfriend will go, oh, what evil thing did you think about? Oh, I was just thinking it'd be so funny if I went over there and I, you know, pick this ball up, start hitting that guy in the head or, you know. Do you think about it with your girlfriend? No. No, you just I'm going to kill you with my dick, baby, right? (laughs) (laughs) Is that But it's thoughts, I mean, I was. um, You love her. I used to have two dogs and I loved these dogs. I mean, just loved them. Um, But I remember a day where I was making a sandwich and my dog was sitting next to me in the kitchen and I pictured myself stabbing the dog in the throat with the knife I was making a sandwich with. Oh, and it horrified me because I loved that dog so much. And the thought of seeing the dog die made me sad. But the thought was still there. And I actually mm-hmm. set the knife down. I was like, oh, and I you know, went and gave the dog a hug and started petting her. And I was like trying to get the trying to shake the thought, like get rid of what I had just seen. Interesting. Huh. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know I'd be sharing this much. I didn't about. either, but I, I, well, I mean, we, we've talked lightly about it when we yeah. hung out. So, I mean, no, I, now, after the interview, I don't want you to leave and be like, fuck your bitch. <laughs> I want you to be fully okay with it, right? Are you okay? Yeah. All right, I know you are. Because I don't, you know, we're cool, no, I, right? I, we're cool, right? I wouldn't if there's talk anybody about I want to be I'm cool not. with right now, it's you, my friend. It is you. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to sound like some monster or something. I'm actually a nice guy, everybody. I really no, you am. are. You are. And I really appreciate you sharing. You know what? I'm going to share something with you right now. When you talk about visualizing and the anger and everything else, like I've had such a crazy year. I I took all of this hurt and pain and everything that I went through and I put it into comedy because I think comedy and this type of tragedy that you deal with makes you very very funny and um, so when you talk about some of the violent thoughts and stuff without a doubt we when we're going through stuff we feel all kinds of emotions and feeling them is really important I think and anyways I um, I produ- you know I produced this film that's going to be coming yeah. out in a few months it's in post-production right now the the audio is done the, the songs are done and I completed my album 
cover art, and I think you're going to like it. I'm going to show it to you because of the conversation we've had today. Check this out. That's the cover of my album, Limeade. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I do like it. It's violent, right? Yeah. What do you think? I like it. So you can describe it if you want. Uh, she's in a wedding dress. It looks like uh, there's red at the bottom of it. I don't know if those are roses or blood. It looks like, <laughs> it's funny because they look like flowers a little bit, but they're actually shotgun shells. Oh, yeah, they are once you look closely and yeah. then you're dragging a, a gun behind you. A giant shotgun. Across uh, like a gravelly road with just woods and forests behind you. Barefoot. Like, yeah. The barefoot like bride. Went on a rampage. I like should. this looks like the cover of a movie I would watch. Like I, <laughs> I love like independent films, trauma movies, and so, so if I saw something like this, I'd be like yeah, I'll watch that. It looks like she's gonna. It's, it's pretty violent, on right? A killing spree. Yeah, it does. So I mean, we're all a little, a little. I mean, I think some of us just hide it better, and some of us aren't as apt to share. And that's why I so appreciate you coming on and sharing. You're awesome. Oh, thank you. It's really, really fun hanging out with you. Just, I feel really blessed that you felt comfortable. So. Oh, no, I'm, I'm fine with it because I know that I'm not going to do anything. You know what I mean? I'm not a criminal. <laughs> but if you I'm do, not, you know, I, I, if you have the urge, <laughs> I'm sorry, Eric. <laughs> yes, I know you're not. We've been naked together. We're yeah. cool. We're cool. <laughs> All right. We got it. Um, Kevin, I know that there's going to be a lot of people who want to react and, and reach out. So where can people find you? Uh, KevinLahaye.com. Uh, K-E-V-I-N-L-A-H-A-I-E. That's it? Just the website? Do you uh, have any website, social media My stuff? social media is all on my website. Okay. Um, on Facebook, it's uh, one Kevin LaHaye. Uh-huh. And Twitter and Instagram are both Kevin underscore LaHaye. Awesome. Kevin, thank you. And, um, and thank you guys for listening to the Perfect 10 podcast. So appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Please share it with 10 other people. Come back and listen again. I'm Lana Turner, L-A-H-N-A-T-U-R-N-E-R. You can find me on with, just by typing that into any of the social media stuff that I'm on, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And, um, and please come back and listen next week. Yeah, thank you for listening. I swear I'm not a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Just don't carve in yourself. We love you. All right, guys. Tune in next week and have a great day. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Perfect Ten. Tune in next week when we'll do it again. Hit up Facebook and Twitter and tell all of your friends and... Well, you get the idea. Subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us plenty of comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. Suckers!